Anyways, I guess, yeah, you guys lead it like you would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bad boys. If you've heard our structured intros before, you'll yeah. recognize this one. <laughs> you ever heard that Eric Andre bit about the like why the fuck they play reggae on the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Jamaica is a tropical island. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica is a place where people play. Get on the fucking ground, you teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Put your fucking hands behind your head. Jamaica is a place in the sunshine. Okay, um, hey, that's a good way to open the show. Hello, <laughs> motherfuckers, and greetings, and help. How the hello, fuck are motherfuckers. Hello, motherfuckers. What's up? <laughs> Um, the fuck is up? <laughs> I was talking to the listeners are the motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, but I suppose that was <laughs> That was also uh uh directed at all of you. Uh I'm Jake Flores. This is Pod Damn America. It's also Generation Loss. That's right. That's right. Hey, the new show from <laughs> <laughs> Is it not new? No, it is. No, it's new. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just yeah. funny the way you said it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the new smash hit of the summer. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, it's winter. That's <laughs> the smash, smash of the summer anyway. Blockbuster podcast hit Generation Loss from uh, Bryn Ebor and Jeremy Hammond. Hello. What up? And I'm Alex Patak, and I'm on the show. <laughs> if you're on the Chapo Trap House subreddit, my name is Alex Patak, <laughs> and not the other guy, as was written out extensively by several of you. Oh, right. no, that's your new name. That's so funny. Just because oh, it God. is the holidays does not mean it's We the all know Anders' name for some reason because of his he great sign-on. You never stop saying it. Yeah, that's it true. It's branding. That's it's branding. Smart. It's very strong branding. That's right. Smart. We, uh, Jake, when we were at that cidery... Uh, together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a wild sentence Yo, to say. We were, but we, we went to... Uh, weapons. This is the kind of behavior that podcasters yeah, this do. Is, they go to cideries. Yeah, this is the, the bourgeois limousine <laughs> left. Yeah. The cidery socialist. Going to cideries together. <laughs> Jake, if you'll recall the cidery. <laughs> if you'll recall the cidery. Uh, no, but we... Uh, we we got a whole bunch of free shit from somebody who was a fan of your show, and then uh, oh, we no, tried no, no. telling a story about Alex, and then he was like, Who? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I that's that because he didn't know who Alex was. I think it's because he saw me and he went, hey, you're Jake Flores. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, I work here. Come in and get a bunch of free cider out of the barrel thing. And then the more I talked to him, I was like, yeah, so, you know, pod damn America. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, you're not a fan of me. You're a Reddit guy. You know who I am from yeah. fucking Reddit and oh, come down right. and shit. Uh, Never even heard my things. podcast. But he liked me, so I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. He knows you from the fantastic drawing. Maybe he, maybe he knew <laughs> right. you from your homeland uh, security run-in. Just from, from that? Chapo. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking that he just liked you from the rumor <laughs> spread on Cometown of you having sex with a mentally disabled person. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> get in here! Get in here and get some free cider from me, pal. From what I've heard, cool guy. A very cool guy. <laughs> Got him drunk, see if it happens You're just again. riding by on your bike, Jake, me too! <laughs> Not unethical. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, today we are doing a crossover podcast. That's right. Pod Damn America. We're, ta- we're watching the movie 
Surviving Edged Weapons. Now, you may not have seen the film Surviving Edged Weapons at your local theater when it came through, <laughs> mostly because it is just a training video for policemen on how to survive edged weapons. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. It's but on, it is YouTube. on YouTube. You yep. can stop the podcast and watch the media right now if you want to yeah. play along. You could do that. You You've could even. an hour and a half. Yeah, you could do yourself a favor and skip past the hour and a half one to the half hour one, which is just all the reenactments. Oh. You don't have to watch all no the other interviews. stuff. <laughs> In addition, no. if you play this podcast backwards, it will line up perfectly with the film. Yes. Damn, we planned it that way. Yep. The dark this side is... of the moon is the edged side of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous the side. The moon's got a knife. <laughs> the moon what you weren't looking at was the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> the moon's palm and a knife behind it. So moon, this, this moon, <laughs> turn around. 360 degrees, moon. It's a cop. He's just got his gun aimed at the moon. <laughs> acid cop. Cop on acid. Um, since this is a, uh, a cross pod. Yeah, which, maybe we should could we, do. Should uh, we do the, uh, our, our, our segments? Yeah, we could do is, some little bits from our show. Do you, guys, you guys, do you have little bits on your show? Nah, it's we're, just we're different every time. On <laughs> <laughs> working on some segments. We've got some little bits. we got some little bits the to do. The first one of which is, what did you guys watch this week? I watched Surviving Edged Weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I have a lot to say about it, actually. Did you watch anything else? I did. What did I watch last night? I watched House, the Japanese Haosu. horror movie. House. Oh, nice. Which is oh, I thought you meant House like the show. The doctor. No, the Japanese one. And uh. it's these girls, and they go to a house, and the house eats them. It's and, incredible. But also, the reactions of the girls for most of the movies is not, like, scared. It's like, what is this house? <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, a piano eats somebody. A the, piano the, eats someone. A cat uh, is, like, a demon. And More than anything, the editing is just so jarring to watch that by the end of the film, you feel exhausted. And for uh -huh. that reason, I'm not sure I can recommend it to people <laughs> unless that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's an extremely surreal horror movie, if you could even call it a horror movie. Yeah. I'm oh, not going to cool. try to explain the plot to you because it would be like explaining a dream that's that right. I had. And <laughs> that's there's <right>. no point. <clears throat> the movie's really cool because they do like these practical effects to make shit that you would that would later go on to be like in anime. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's from, I guess, like Shinto and weird Japanese <laughs> shit I don't understand. Of, <laughs> weird Japanese shit. <laughs> there's a. I will say that there is a girl like named. Like the primary religion of the country. <laughs> 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 I will, if Shinto doesn't fit under weird Japanese shit, what does? <laughs> if you think about it. Bukake. <laughs> well, you know what? Great point. So all the girls are named after different uh, attributes about them, and the only one you need to know is there's a girl named Kung Fu. And guess who survives <laughs> the longest in the haunted house? It's a girl who does Kung Fu to all the spooky stuff. That's right. And she scissor kicks a cat ornament, and that almost gets the spooky house. I can't explain it. Move yes. on. Next person. 1977. Haosu. Watch Haosu. it. Check <laughs> it out. 1977. Yeah. Or don't. Oh. It won't hurt my feelings. Yeah. I watched the uh, first episode of Watchmen because uh, people are talking about it, and I have to know. Just the first one. The, Jake is watching the Watchmen. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't want to, and then I was like, well, okay. Might yeah, as well. now you can just kind of like. 
get through it at your own pace. Watchmen is a movie about the police department that watched surviving edge weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and how they do police shit. <laughs> as far as I can tell, I'm one episode in. Yeah. Right? But it's making a comment on police and like Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the alt-right that I do can't understand what the comment is supposed to be just yet. Right, That's like yeah. vague police statements. Yeah. <laughs> One time, uh, me and Andy Palmer from uh, Grubstakers podcast, we used to have a sh- comedy show together, and as a joke, the theme always changed. And one month the theme was police awareness. Mm-hmm. So we made a long PowerPoint that was where the joke was just like a picture of a cop. And it was like, this is police. <laughs> Be aware. This is what a police is. Uh, well, guess who showed up after we did the marketing for that? All the cops. Only off-duty police. <laughs> I hadn't seen Andy's part of the segment. And I was like, I don't know what point we were making, but I hope I don't die tonight <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. Yeah. I was. Uh, that's probably the most scared I've ever been to do a comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing about like current day uh, mainstream shows is that you have to be making a political statement now because we live in very political times. Right, you have mm-hmm. to sing but a song. Everyone who makes shows is dumb as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to make a statement, but you don't know anything. Yeah, it's so interesting because like, Damon Lindelof is, has gone so long getting smoke blown up his ass for various projects he's been involved with, some of which I actually really like. I do really like The Leftovers. I will never watch it. Oh, <laughs> I recommend so it. Cool. I'm sure it's you really do. good. It changed Jeremy's life. I wouldn't say that. It's a good show. You love it. Catholics That's your love favorite it. show. <laughs> Catholics I, do love it. Catholics it's, be it. loving the leftovers. That dude, my man over here. Made, it's not for Protestants. I was a prot. He made <laughs> Lost. <laughs> a prot. That guy made Lost, and then it was he fucked it up and fucked. He lied to the audience about having an ending. Yeah. yeah. And then they just let him like do a do-over. That's what Leftovers is, right? It's just Lost, but oh, I did it right this time. Yeah. yeah it's like, uh, what if uh, the world was the movie. island? Yeah. What the world was the island? It's about How the about that? rapture and shit. Yeah, sort of. That isn't real. It's uh, uh, it's in Australia at the end. In any event, the point is that he's able to make a show that's like fairly compelling about feelings because everybody has feelings, and like you know you can explore yourself and figure out feelings pretty good. Yeah. But now that he's trying to tackle politics, it really kind of feels like he's just lost in the sauce he just like doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing anymore yeah, i haven't seen the show so i'm not i'm not i can't make any yeah politics is the commentary. nation's feelings <laughs> a dream How that the nation is having <laughs> yeah i haven't seen it i'm never gonna see it it's i, I think the first it. few episodes know. are like stylish and cool and like good enough and then it spectacularly falls apart in the second half of the season. I think it tricks dumb people into thinking that they're smart. Mm -hmm. Because, like, The Watchmen is weird, because it's like, it's so popular... And yet, it's one of those things like super popular, but 90% of people you talk to, you go, oh, you didn't actually get it. You just thought it was a fucking fun story. Yeah, most people think Rorschach is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan is... A good guy who's so powerful. It makes sense, right? He's but, so powerful. But there's a second level <laughs> to this, right? Like, there's, like, there's a lot going on in that book. Like, it's, you know, steeped in all this, like, British poetry and shit and oh, weird yeah. mm-hmm. stuff that's going on in different parts of the world and, like, Nixon and Reagan and shit. But, like... What the, is Nixon the, fancy to shag? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, like... 
there's like two or three steps out of the Play-Doh cave with Watchmen. The first is realizing it's not just a superhero movie or a superhero novel, and then realizing Rorschach's a bad guy. So the show, it, like, makes it pretty obvious, like, all oh, the people that followed Rorschach are, like, white supremacists. Right. So yeah. it throws white a bone people. to people that are one step out of the Play-Doh cave, and they're like, I'm smart because I realize that he's actually a bad guy and everyone else thinks he's a good guy, right? There yeah. are puppets up there. But there's three <laughs> more the steps shadows? before you're yeah, out of yeah. the fucking cave and you have any idea what's going on. Like, that's not actually a very smart observation. You have to get past the water right. temple. It's <laughs> <laughs> Which is extremely difficult. Yeah. 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 But I'm excited to hear what you think when it's over because I, I, I've never I haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, I'll we spoil mu- the show for you. Oh, don't. Bryn hasn't seen it. No, I love spoilers. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No. Yeah. We I, might it, do a show. An we might do a show about it, it yeah. Um, in which case we'll, I don't know, yeah, have Jake, you back. Jake, you want to come on? Jake, come on. Talk <laughs> about like Watchmen. Make, make a podcast called The Listen Men. <laughs> listen to The Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> episode by episode. <laughs> uh, I started watching a show called The Norsemen. You guys what? See Excuse me? Who norses the Norsemen? Who norses the Norsemen? <laughs> is this yeah. just what you're calling Vikings on History Channel? No, 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 no. It's like a, that show's uh, good as hell. It's like a sitcom about Vikings. Did you play Norse by Norse West on SNES? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a sitcom about Vikings. It's like kind of okay. It's good enough. That's really the only it review I'd like have for it. It's like a BBC show, right? It's uh, on whatever like the Norwegian version of that is, so NNC. Is uh, it Daniel Simonson? Uh, he's not in it. That's what's be. insane. He should, he should be. be. He should be star. all fucking over that show. Bojack Norseman. Okay. Folks. I just had one more. I wanted to get out. Uh, is it a fictional show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. like um. Is it like Valhalla Rise? It's a documentary. I don't know. But, uh, has that one where the Nicholas guy, Winding Refn movie. He has the axe and he kills all the guys. That's right? the one. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I think uh, this is like a comedy. Yours is a comedy, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a comedy. comedy. It's like if you could imagine, like the scene that I would play out is, uh, you know, two uh, father and son of, of a Viking family like just finished killing a village worth of people, and then they have a conversation with one another where the father's like, you know that that violence back there. I want you to know that's not me. You know that's like what I do <laughs> okay. for work. That's not me. And I, that's essentially the whole show. So it's about cops. I think you've been yeah. watching your roommate play God of War. Yeah. <laughs> God of War 4. Also, it's, it's fucked up you call your wife your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool. You think that makes you cool, Jeremy? Yeah. The woman I live with. Yeah, I like to like have sort of like an ironic detachment from my marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My roommate for, hates a, that about me. <laughs> <laughs> as a bit. <laughs> that sounds weird. How many episodes did you watch? I've watched like seven probably. So it's good though. Wow. It's funny. No, see, we were talking about this off mic that like I have a tendency to just like watch or listen to a lot of something just because it's there. It's you there. Like, he likes rolling around in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> he watched With all the of, he hate watched all of Breaking pigs. Bad. That's true. I watched the like, entirety of Breaking recently. Bad and I didn't like a minute of it. <laughs> Insufferable. <laughs> Insufferable behavior. Choice. I just like to hurt myself. Well, it works for the show. <laughs> it is perfect for your show. Because then I can tell him to watch anything and I'll just watch. Yeah, I'll watch anything. <laughs> Wow. Honestly, I've listened to so many people's podcasts that I don't even like. <laughs> yes, we were just talking about that, yeah, but I'm we not won't gonna, continue I won't to name talk check them on this. <laughs> um, Mark Marin. <laughs> Ira. So I was, I don't, you guys might know this person, but I just heard about this, uh, this show called Joe Para Talks With You. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 
You the, guys have all seen it? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just we know everybody done on the shows show. with Joe Parra and shit before. Well, I've seen Joe Firestone at your show. Oh, um, yeah. I think it was your show. She did Yoko. She could be anywhere. Yeah. Or she just um, tried to both. She's very popular. She's on TV. I, I know. I watched her <laughs> yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, but I very short. Why is she so short? <laughs> She's a normal-sized woman. I would, lo- I, I would love if that was your criticism of the show. Pretty good. Why is that woman five feet tall? <laughs> Answer me that. Why is she the height of my mother? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Why is no she one not- else can be five foot. She's not within my reaction range. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for later yeah, when you we will talk get about that. the movie. <laughs> You'll get that joke in a minute. Um, no, as my friend... Um, told me to watch the show and he said don't read anything about it just watch the show uh, I don't know why there's nothing to spoil <laughs> it's a very pleasant show where a ambiguously aged man who acts like a grandfather um, just t- tells you about ore and, and uh, beans and stuff yeah. and did you watch the episode where he discovers uh, Baba O'Reilly yes beautiful and they got the episode. rights to Baba O'Reilly and play it the entire episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah there's an episode where an old man I don't, how old is this guy is he like our age he's like our age he's like our age old man vibes yeah, yeah. Right. extreme old man he vibes. pretends to be an old man he lives in a house of lies one of my favorite <laughs> things that anybody ever said about him was a friend of the show Brian Ba he said that the first time he saw him he thought he was doing an offensive Native American voice <laughs> oh I hear it yeah <laughs> I think that's his real voice, though. Yeah. No, it seems to be. I just watched. I was looking for an interview where he was like being his real self, uh-huh. and I found an interview where he's wearing like an emo kid hat and like shorts and has a beard and stuff. Yeah. Talks exactly exact same person, just dressed differently. Oh. Yeah, um, that don't line up, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a beautiful show, a little nice little show where a guy just kind of deals with a relationship, and it's not very funny at all. It's mm-hmm. I I no offense to Joe Perra or anybody who writes Connor O'Malley or anyone on the show, um, it's a great show. It just is very uh you learn calm. It's yeah. It's a the chill, little it, reflection. His on first uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. offshoot that started this whole thing was a short called Joe Perra talks you to sleep. Yeah, where yeah. he just gives you facts as you go to sleep, <laughs> and this show has sprung from that. And that's what you should know before you go in. Yes. You know, statistically, somewhere out there, somebody's like done heroin and watched. <laughs> just Joe. Yeah, Joe. Talk, talk me to sleep. Dude, yeah. somebody's done heroin and listened to Ballin' Out Super. <laughs> Wait, did ballin they tell out, you? We saw out, a picture. <laughs> they posted a picture times. of them in our shirt, and they said something like, oops, I OD'd in my Ballin' Out shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had never heard this before. Holy shit. My life is not better for hearing it. <laughs> it's like one of the rare times where somebody mentions the show where I'm like, I'm not retweeting this. <laughs> this <laughs> I is... absolutely am letting this die. <laughs> oh, you're man. letting your fan die? Yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> and you're calling him this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, wow. watch Joe Perra talks to you. It's very sweet and not like this horrible conversation. <laughs> don't do heroin. Yeah, and please, don't do heroin. Don't do it. It's please not worth don't it. don't do heroin. It's too risky. Um... <laughs> But you know what else is risky? Approaching a perp with an edged weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we learned today. We watched a, tra- watched a training video that broke our minds. Yeah. So who knows what it did to all of the police officers they made watch this. 
First of all, do you think police officers found it funny? I uh, hope so, but I don't think <laughs> Absolutely so. Absolutely not. Humorless people. No, the, the people the, who watched the this sh- show were fucking terrified <laughs> when they left the room. They're like, I was not thinking about edged weapons enough. <laughs> Before we even get into the like film itself, the existence of the film raises a lot of questions, right? Because yes. what it is is like referred to as an industrial. It's like a right. like an instruction instructional. You know, safety manual video type thing for a workplace. Right. It's also an hour and a half long, and it also heavily is kind of implied that like cops have those school days where instead of going to work, <laughs> you watch a video. Right. You yeah. Know? Like it was Your instructor chief hung is over. hungover. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, it's raining the or something. Substitute lieutenant is like just has a needle hanging out of his arm. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not. You know what? Watch this show. Today. One day the chief please don't at make all any the noise. Recruits going. You know what? These guys aren't afraid of knives. <laughs> <laughs> and they should be. So as a substitute for whatever training they were supposed to have already had in, like, police academy or something, there's this video that's primary purpose is to educate police officers about how to interact and protect themselves from edged weapons, which we learn is a uh, vague term for... Uh, something sharp, something literally sharp, yeah. anything that could cut you. Hidden knives. <laughs> um, yeah, because like it's a glass, because you a think, window. Well, but the thing is that like edged makes me think of stuff that has a long, sharp edge. But they also include pointy, pokey things. Pointy, pokey in things. Edged weapons, which does not have an edge. It has a point. It's a different thing. Oh my god. Make a new video, then. You make the whole yeah, surviving whole pointed, pointed weapons. weapons. <laughs> surviving yeah, what kind of geometry weapons. class is this? A pointed edge? It's all the same. They're yeah, not the same thing. You cannot use the X block to defend <laughs> the pointed weapon. Yeah, it's a con- it's a conical weapon. Uh, just to like uh, uh, bridge the gap of whatever reason we would be talking about this on our show, it does make you think about why they show cops this video in particular uh that and what does it teach you and it seems like it teaches you that you should just kill anyone you see because (laughs) they are probably covered with hidden knives (laughs) yeah literally like the it's disturbing that this was an instructional video for cops because it really has if it was fake it'd be hilarious it has the vibes of like a too many cooks era adults oh Oh, yeah you know what reminds me of is uh look around you well, oh, you yeah. watch it around you. Thanks. It was a uh, so it was a, a series of these little short films. I think they were like ten minutes long, and they were all designed to look like old educational videos, like you would get in the wheeled into the classroom how setting. Some, how about you want some education? Yeah, yeah. yeah. educational. Yes. Watch this. Sit down, officer. <laughs> I'm going to teach you a thing or two. But so they were all meant to look like those old science videos, and so it would be one is about like uh, uh, calcium, right? And yeah. the calcium one is like, here we see calcium, and he's like holding up a tooth, and then he's like, watch <laughs> what happens when we expose it to vinegar or something, and it just like dissolves in a cup. And it's almost like these weird little like surreal <laughs> moments like of wrong. like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is like that because ostensibly the sh- the, it is about here's some possibilities that you should be aware of as a police officer. But in practice, it is about fearing everyone. Yeah. All of the time because they all have fish hooks in their pants. It sounds like it was made by a disturbed, like paranoid. Which they have a word for. Yeah, they could come back around. Yeah. He's in the video. But like An a. EDP. Like a. 
excessive, uh, obsessive, compulsive sort of like level of paranoid thing. Someone who's fixated on the idea that knives could be hidden in literally anything. Yeah. Because we'll get, I mean, we'll. I we have to start. We have to, we have to talk about the beginning right, at some point. Let's start but, at the beginning. Right. Right. At the notes. dawn of time. <laughs> 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 Literally, where this movie starts. Yeah, like humans. Are, even humans in the realm, discover the flame. <laughs> even in the realm of like videos that like are educational and have high production value and, and involve like really detailed uh, act outs of things. Even in those, I've never ever come across one that starts at the fucking dawn of time. <laughs> <laughs> we open on a caveman. Uh, Burning some meat. He's burning meat and talking about how humans are apes that use tools, (laughs) and that's what sets us apart. And one of our best tools is the knife. Yeah. And so a culture has developed around the knife since the dawn of man. We'll call it knife culture. (laughs) The first half of the movie, they vamp on the term knife culture so hard, and then they just get distracted and start talking about, like, um... Acronyms and shit. Yeah. It never comes back. But well, knife they, culture is presented as the, the fucking central thing. At least yeah. twenty times within the first thirty minutes. Well, and the they second say half, knife culture. The second half, they get distracted from knife culture to remember to do the training part of the training. <laughs> yeah, <video. laughs> right. It's only the first half that's the crazy part of the movie. The director was like, "A history of knives. How about that?" <laughs> so, so it's like some. It's it has the hallmarks of a movie that was already like a bit short of feature length and then <laughs> the studio was like no this has to be feature length <laughs> you gotta like, <laughs> and seven so more they minutes add, like there. 10 more minutes of bullshit <laughs> i don't know like, there's why? cavemen and cavemen have knives <laughs> so one of the cavemen robs the other caveman and you think that's the end of the scene and they've stopped ta- the narrator stops talking for a second and then the one on lying down that's been robbed produces like a stone knife from out of nowhere and just like slashes the other one the ribbons in front of you and you're just watching like Jesus Christ yeah and so this sets up kind of what the rest of like the structure of the film will be which is we're kind of like cutting between these detailed reenactments and interviews with real people and then they'll do not necessarily reenactments but like in real life demonstrations of stuff yeah right yeah it Um, definitely this movie has the vibes especially in the reenactments Whoever specifically directed those segments, it seems like it's um, a horror film special effects type director. Yeah. And the actors that they are stuck with working with are just cops. Because (laughs) all of the actors have, like, the thick cop, da bears, mustache, and voice (laughs) combination. So even the cavemen in the beginning of the movie in the Space Odyssey part of the film have, like, a thick mustache. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they look like cop cavemen. Yeah, and they're acting at the level of, like, what a cop, you know, who wanted to do a fun thing on the weekend for extra credit at the police yeah. station or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes do- they get lucky and they get to film a scene with one of the Hell's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> who luckily contributed their acting to the film. But uh, in terms of the directorial style, I was thinking a lot of, as we we're watching, I was thinking a lot of um, uh, like Mondo documentaries, like uh, um, like obviously Mondo Kane, but uh, the what is it called? The Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. It's yeah. very similar it's to Cannibal like Holocaust if, in a way. Yeah. It's like Popable if, Holocaust. It's like if... 
That's what culpable. this would be called. Yeah, yeah. Culpable Holocaust. <laughs> it's like if Toby Hooper got canceled and not wasn't allowed to work <laughs> in Hollywood anymore and just was like, I guess I make cop videos now. <laughs> they, they cannibal knife cost. <laughs> yeah. That's that's I mean that's a the two Texas words in a row. Yeah. Edge Edge weapon weapon <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Crime Street. Yeah. Mm. And then it has these really we we begin with these really bad sort of like early dateline 2020 type interviews. Well, there's um, a bunch of facts. Oh, okay. We start with facts. Go they ahead. get these. Out. I have I have some notes here and they, uh, some of them are in quotes. And this is the part of the movie where they're trying to establish that they know things Mm -hmm. i guess because you're watching you're like okay well those are cavemen killing each other this seems like you're just making it up and so they go they do the cop thing where they go no 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 soldier what if i told you 80 percent of the time you remove an edge weapon it could be used against you and you're like that's a very vague fact (laughs) number to pull out one third of the time you'll be hurt okay (laughs) they put it up front like 80% 80% of the time people have edged weapons, which sounds like knives because they haven't explained to you what an edged weapon is. But later they kind of say, well, an edged weapon could be literally anything. Yeah. So every, I have edged weapons on me right now. <laughs> A dream can be an edged weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After the, the caveman intro and a basic breakdown of like some weird rules and vocabulary, the thing just crescendos into this acid trip mm-hmm. where... You're like trying to convince a police officer, like, look around the room. Do you see that computer? No, you don't. You see an edged weapon. You <laughs> yeah. See, you see a can of beer? Uh uh-uh, uh, cut it in half to edge weapon. And then <laughs> it's like, ex- at first you think, like, oh, three or four of these things for sure, but it goes like into like the dozens of examples and. You know, uh, lips, uh, a cigarette lighter. Guess what? You screw off the top, there's a knife inside. <laughs> they, at one point, are like, uh, you know, sometimes, um, what are you, a lipstick thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. these are popular among prostitutes, so look out when you're busting prostitutes because <laughs> their lipstick might have a knife inside. <laughs> They're trying to create an irrational fear in, uh, in when, cops of knives everywhere. When you're inside them, they may be inside you with a deadly <laughs> lipstick knife. Yeah. Uh, culminating in the best one the baseball hat with a razor blade yes. sewn to it <laughs> but and 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 you may be thinking to yourself to your listener uh those those razor blades are they sewn into the bill of the hat no. where they have a firm surface <laughs> with which to slash style. no negative they are in the back in of the, back the hat <laughs> sticking outwards so you have to hold it by the bill and kind of na- razor blade throw your hat around like, like an axe because you're trying to get out of a speeding ticket <laughs> Uh, One more fact that I wrote down, and this is to make you scared. It says, in the last years, quote, (laughs) injury from edged weapons are up 92%. You're like, 92%? In the last years? (laughs) (laughs) Knife culture has gone too far. (laughs) And then the very next scene they showed you is a cop, and he's at a house, and he's like, Hey, open up. I know you're in there. And then a man eyeing a broadsword <laughs> and then running him through. <laughs> yeah. It's like five yeah, they, minutes into the movie. You're not far enough into the movie yet. In my opinion, narratively, you're not far enough into the movie yet to expand edged weapons that far. <laughs> you really need to have gotten quite a bit into the narrative to say. Also, you may not think about it. Weird thing that happens sometimes. Hand of God. <laughs> Sword sometimes. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I'm on my second playthrough through of Breath of the Wild right now, and uh-huh. I thought I was having some kind of stroke or something. Where, <laughs> like uh, an item from Zelda. Oh yeah, when you start getting like the portal brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does break after around seven hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he just like slightly opens up a crack in the door and then shoves the sword. An entire sword. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop also does not die. He's like, die. I've been clipped. I oh. appear to have a collapsed lung. And, and then he dead. falls backward and shoots a few through the door. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of the things I wanted to talk End about. End of scene. The, like the directorial <laughs> style is wild because like in an instructional setting, what you're functionally telling the cop there is like, keep an eye out for cracked doors and long weapons coming through it, right? That's mainly what you're trying to instruct. Right. The rest of that is all icing on top. <laughs> like you absolutely could have cut at the stab and then moved on to the next point. You could have freeze-framed on the stab and yes. said, no. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, the director Egg chooses <laughs> to have the man fall backwards, shoot through the thing, radio for help. <laughs> well, it's also weird given that there, you know, we run through about 900 scenarios in this film of you know, possible edged weapon attacks, and most of them, they cut away and never really finish but the first one, they decide to just kick this shit right off with, like, Conan the Barbarian yeah. just <laughs> smashing you through the chest with a Zelda sword. <laughs> and then also just other shit that might happen after that. Right. So much of this movie seems like this director just could not get the budget for a real movie. And is like, we'll do some good stuff in the cop trading video. <laughs> like, it's going to be interesting to watch. Just a ninja star. Yeah, it's somebody's special <laughs> effects reel. They're just doing details that don't need to be in there. They're like, tell my wife. Life, the game's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking, what else does the creator of this great video have to offer? I should follow up and see what else. I, I can't get over the crescendo thing because it starts with like, there are different types of knives. There's like a pocket knife. There's like a kitchen knife. A butterfly knife. And then it starts to get a little racist. And it's like, you may have heard of the Mexican style Kazuko yeah. killing knife. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Asian. It looks like an eagle's talon. <laughs> Yeah. The tortuga uh, knife. The tortuga <laughs> knife. Uh, the and then it like, cuts to a, pe- a pen, and it's like, and you've definitely seen one of these before. No, I haven't. A ballpoint pen that's also a knife. Oh. I cool, I guess, but I've never seen that. Then it like kicks up from there into the uh, the cigarette lighters and shit like that. And uh, fuck, there's there's a weird one. Oh, right. And then it, like after secret knives, it just shows you a um. Like a morning star, like a medieval style swinging <laughs> <A> mace. mace. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is kind of an edged weapon. <laughs> this it could has happen. edges and blunt things. It's the ultimate weapon. <laughs> there is a vague threat in this film of fighting like a knight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which would be very hard to do if you don't find distance and neutralize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many dramatic reenactments. So th- this is intersected here, and Bryn brought this up before with uh, what I wrote down as stupid interviews, <laughs> where they talk to policemen who have survived edged weapon attacks, who you find out, spoiler, at the end of the movie are all psychopaths. Because <laughs> 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 they talk Shocker. about how they survived the knife attacks, and the one was like, you'll never kill me. You come at me with a gun. You come at me with a knife. I'll kill you first. <laughs> the fight is to rip my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking freaking out on Xbox Live about his KDR. <laughs> I will come to your house, motherfucker. I will never get taken down by some melee weapon pussy. 
<laughs> oh, here he goes. <laughs> Another thing you need to look out for is wrist darts. Uh, oh yeah, just a wristband that you keep darts in. Oh yeah, because then oh, you yeah. can't see it; it's in your wristband. Yeah, projectile blades. Yeah, big Gu- part. The of gun this. blade is a huge portion of this film. <laughs> they do talk when they like are talking about like starting to defeat the knives. They're like, now if they have a ballistic knife, they're gonna shoot it, but it is not a real gun. So don't worry. <laughs> Our police officers need to know how to do battle with Squall Leonhart from Final Fantasy VIII. Oh yeah. Now you will take out your duty materia. <laughs> this portion you will be allowed to fly. <laughs> uh, okay, so the interviews. Is there anything else to cover in the interviews? All of them talk about how they were like. Yeah, me, te- I was a regular cop. Just out there, didn't think I'd ever be stabbed or nothing. <laughs> out there one day, walking my beat, saying to myself, boy, I like having no holes in my body. (laughs) (laughs) And then out of nowhere, what happens is, uh, oh boy, a perp with a edged weapon. A 13-inch long butcher knife. Yeah, all of them have insane weapons. It's the same thing. It's like... It was on fire. Yeah, I found out he was a butcher at a... uh, And he's like thinking to himself, like, what else do you call a butcher shop? Mm, Slaughterhouse. And you're like, that's not right. The perp approached me with the sacred master sword. (laughs) Clearly he'd been working quite some time to acquire this weapon. I said, hey, buddy, put that down. He swung his sword. <laughs> yeah, they're I all... was cut in half from here to was... here. All of the interviews are, they're also clearly from like late 70s, early mid 80s, something like that. It's uh, 1988. 88. Okay. 88 now that's film. a year. There's Vaseline on the lens and like a very vague, like Frank Stallone as the bartender and Barfly kind of vibe. Yes. Uh-huh. Lots of tight shirts and weird mustaches. And uh, and all of them have hairlines that are inscrutable. So confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and to think that they're our last defense against knife culture. <laughs> but Pretty they scary. also all talk as if they've been prepped by a lawyer moments before, and mm, they all right. use the same kind of phrases. Yeah. Um, Don't give the knife an inch in court. <laughs> well it's like a lawyer but for your masculinity because he like goes to them and he's just like listen you don't want to sound like a pussy so like yeah. all of these parts where you're talking about fighting the guy with the edge weapon you need to make sure that like you almost had him yeah, yeah. every single always, one of them has a point like, where they're just like i got a handful of his throat but little yeah. did i know he had a knife <laughs> <laughs> but it's all like the perpetrator had lacerated a part of my hand but i reached for my for my weapon that was issued to me by my sergeant it's like <laughs> who cares yeah there's one guy that's just describing like the cut and how it went across his face and he's he's saying that the guy cut his fucking nose off yeah, yeah. but like he cut the nerve that controls the pain in his face before he slashed across the nose so the guy's like yeah i looked down my nose was on the floor <laughs> i didn't realize because uh, he cut the nerve also you're looking at him and you're like but you have a normal face <laughs> like yeah. an extremely no way. normal face it's 1988 there's no way this happened yeah, he's like, I had a series had, like, of microsurgeries it's like from doctor who <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would have had terrible like plastic surgery yeah. but it's clearly alive well, he's too handsome he maybe had the mel gibson like the one guy that like because that's mel gibson's story right is that he like fucked his face up and then like they rebuilt it and it made him like i think that's You're a thinking movie. of robocop you're thinking <laughs> of face off 
<laughs> the movie Face Off, they switch uh, faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. No, I think there it's a is thing. a Mel Gibson movie where he's got a burned face. And it's no, called, it's not a movie. But, I heard uh, that happen to him as an actor. And that's like what he like after. That's okay, why he's like that. I, th- I might be pulling this out of my ass. I heard this at a bar 20 years ago. Or yeah, he got his <laughs> nose uh, cut off by Jews. 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It was in some horrible a accident. Pack of- <laughs> a pack of Jews. Yeah. He, he wakes up. They've rebuilt his face with plastic surgery. He like sees himself in the mirror and he's like, I got to go to Hollywood. And he's like, wait a second. I don't look Australian anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he used to look like this. Is that for real? <laughs> no, that's from the man without a face. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh no! We'll put that in the description. <laughs> Very upsetting. To one, look at. one of these reenactments when they're the cops describing what happened to him. It's like the, the blood is trickling down the guy's arm, and you could just see that. In the reenactment, he's even then wearing a calculator wristwatch, oh, yeah. which is a yeah. very big signifier of he the time. He needs to, to count the knives. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> there's so many edged weapons around there's, me. There's eight times 25 knives coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that math in my head. They all have eight wa- knives on them. No, he's like he's uh, handcuffing the guy. He gets the, he gets the knives off him. He's like, hey, look at this. It says boobs. <laughs> <laughs> funny, if you eh? see my wife, you're going funny. to jail. <laughs> you go to jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> you're going to come out much worse than you went in. That's something they say in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so after you've seen some re- more reenactments and you've seen the stupid interviews where they're like, I was stabbed all over the place, uh, the movie then it's like, okay, well, th- you've heard so much about stabbing. But let's point out that it's bad, and it just shows you footage and footage of just, like, giant dead corpses with, like, holes all over them, yes. and it's like, knives are bad. Well, and this is where I started to they think of, like, those you. mono documentaries is, like, yeah. it's you're putting real stuff next to fake stuff. It's like Faces of Death faces is of like death, this, yeah. too, where, like, you're putting real stuff next to fake stuff to, like, nobody is being fooled by the fake stuff necessarily, but you are kind of, like, You're traumatized all by together. the really <laughs> upsetting real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts back to one of the interviews, and uh, this guy is telling you about uh, the the perp with the butter, butcher knife who turned around. He turned around because he thought he was getting away from the butcher knife guy, and then he he says, but then the perp, he literally exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were all there like, what do you mean he exploded? <laughs> exploded with anger onto my back. It's like, like the kind of thing you'd say in court. You're just like, and then he exploded. And everyone's like, is that how that happened? He's like, yeah, that's how that happened. I, uh, you know, I was running away. He was charging me with a weapon and he exploded. He exploded. It was strange for me as well. Now, uh, officer, we busted. (laughs) Yeah, he literally exploded in his pants, officer. (laughs) Um, It shows you two movies you've probably seen. And it's like, you may have seen Hollywood's portrayal of knives in the hit movies of Halloween or Hatch it for a honeymoon. <laughs> and then you're thinking, like, is that this director's other movie? Is Hatchet or is this a vehicle for Hatchet for a Honeymoon? We're all supposed to go watch Hatchet for a Honeymoon after this. Did we find any information on that movie? What I found out about it is that it's an Italian movie, okay. which does lend Knife culture some credibility very strong. to the Mondo influence. Yes. Uh, and now I'm wondering if because I looked at the guy's IMDb page who directed this and there's nothing else he's on a there. ghost. No, maybe he's an Italian guy who got hired to do this and he like gave himself just like, a fake name so that uh, the cops would trust him. What is his name? It, Dennis Reynolds? It would make sense because at one point in the one of the reenactments, like a guy 
kills a cop by hitting him with a butcher knife in the top of his bald spot head. <laughs> and and like he cuts his, his head, his skull in half. Like a fucking Game of Thrones death. Like yeah. It is a Dar- Dario Argento kill. For All sure. of the reenactments are just cops being murdered in ludicrous ways. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. have to admit at a certain point we all started just cheering for all of the criminals oh, because yeah. it becomes this incredible horror movie where all cops just get murdered. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking cool. It's it starts cool. to feel at times like um, like a Final Destination movie where you're just kind of like watching the scene play out and you're like, what's it going to be? Don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be the, Is it gonna? does he have a knife in his pants? Does he have a knife in his jacket? Oh, Gas cap? What? what? Gas cap no. was a weird. It was like a surreal cap David Lynchy thing. Yeah, yeah. the dealership isn't gonna want to put in the gas cap knife, but if you ask nicely, you yeah, you're gonna it. have to insist. <laughs> He's gonna pull a knife out of his golf bag and start <laughs> blowing up cars on Sunset Boulevard. There was this like Lynchian surreal thing to it because it half the time it was somewhat realistic and they were going to go, look, someone might palm a knife by holding it in their hand this way, which is a thing that humans do. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, like, everyone starts talking backwards and then I take this <laughs> microphone apart and there's a knife in it. Like, <laughs> what's happening, you know? Snap and slap, the There's gas cap thing was like, no, no one's ever had a gas cap on their motorcycle <laughs> a knife that has a gas tiny cap. knife in it. It wouldn't just, work. Yeah. You couldn't do that. And then the way you that shot is he he tries to stab the cop, and the cop stabs it with the palm of his hand. Yeah, like, he blocks and he's it. just looking at a knife coming out of the back of his hand. And he's like, yeah. cool knife. And there's a, there's a rack focus from his stabbed through hand to his face. Some of the directorial decisions strange. in this, by the way, Way. Mwah, Jeff Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Slow zoom on the dying cop's face for no reason. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of David Lynch, there's uh, the the biggest thing that happened was Alex got really frustrated because there was a scene where a guy who looks to be some kind of 1980s hype beast slash Mr. Fantastic um, <laughs> gets out of his car and he's like, "Here's my I got my ID hanging. It's this edged weapon." <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, the, after a long car chase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has a car chase first. And the cop is like, get on the ground. He pulls out his gun, and then it just cuts. And Alex was like, I can't stand this. I need to see the rest of that scene. And then it doesn't come back until an hour later. It's a framing device. Yeah, it's like that. It knows you want to see it. It's like that scene in Mulholland Drive where they're talking at Winkies, and then they're like, out in the back, there's a guy yeah. behind a dumpster, and it will kill you. <laughs> and then that doesn't happen until the end of the movie. It's very strange. It's and very dreamlike. The conclusion of that scene, by the way, after the police chase and the guy pulls over and is like, yeah, I got my license, my knife license. <laughs> cut, cut back. The cop pulls out a gun. The guy goes, shit, you have a gun? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to demonstrate that showing your gun sometimes gets them to drop Just the like, knife. Character development of this guy is like man who is not afraid of a police chase, pulls out his knife instead of an ID, and also, does, tiny not knife. Know, does not know the police have guns. <laughs> I was so drunk, I forgot you were armed. Well, like all the, the perpetrators in these scenarios are clearly played by shitty cops yeah. with the, yes. the, the bear's accent and the mullet and the mustache <laughs> or whatever. So they're doing like what y- cops I- in real life do when they when they have to go undercover and they're just like, they you know, yeah. ah, they yeah. probably <laughs> talk like this and say, hey, what's your fucking problem? I'm just trying to drive my car here. The hey, car Mac. has a 
vanity license plate on it that says "Kill Me" misspelled. Oh yeah. There's, oh, a, yeah. there's another scene where one of these guys is just standing in a field, and a cop like walks up to him and he goes, "Why are you standing out here?" And he's like, "It's a free country. I'm standing out here." Yeah. Hey, I'm standing here. And the cop's like, "I don't like that." And then like, he stabs the cop to death. <laughs> the guy's right. You should be allowed to stand out yeah. there. It's not fucking doing anything. It just yeah. escalated so well, quickly. Well, he just immediately grabs him like. He, he's not allowed to just... Ap- I mean, I guess cops are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, for but, sure. I mean, he's lucky he wasn't neutralized at a safe distance of 40 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the overall lesson of the movie, is you should just be taking out everyone you see from, like, <laughs> half a block away. <laughs> yeah, but they're all played by the guy who, like, shows up to your punk show wearing a Motley Crue shirt tucked into his Dockers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a criminal, there's nothing better than illegal drugs. <laughs> Am I right? Ending a life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if you notice, thinking with the with the knife gun scenario is uh, a a fun actor's choice. There would have been to have come out and been like, "Oh, mate, I thought you was like the British ones." (laughs) (laughs) They just all have pool cues. There's a parallel video in the UK that's just like street tops. <laughs> what to do when they get rhymy? <laughs> yeah, a training video on how to deal with the like stereotyped British character that's like, I'm the guy who licks his knife, <laughs> throws him across the bar. <laughs> um, so you have to kill Action Bronson. <laughs> What's the name of the guy who's in jail and he's naked all the time? Charles? Oh, uh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Oh, yeah. Charles Bronson. <laughs> yeah, Cut that guy it owns. In. Action Bronson. <laughs> Fix my joke. Cut it in. Fat chef rapper. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to kill Action Bronson. Who was in The Irishman, fun fact. Yes. I, Not got, in a very fun way. A movie we'll never talk about on this or any other podcast. I think I, I looked up a thing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the racist shit going on in this movie because it's pretty funny. Um, so much. When they're talking about knife culture, they just cut to like some stock footage of uh, just third world countries and shit. Yeah. They say knife culture is uh, central to the cultures of like <laughs> South America. The countries of South America, Mexico, Asia, they list off a bunch of yeah. shit. The yeah, countries yeah. of Asia love yeah. knife culture. They just list off the continents and countries that are included in the global south. For no reason, well, for a pretty clear reason, they're just saying, like, look out for people that might be from these countries. Yeah. Right. They they're, they're knife culture people. They don't have market economies there yet. They just trade knives, <laughs> and then they trade slashes with the knives. They There's have also- cultural fairs where they celebrate their knife culture in the street. <laughs> There's also a segment where they're like, but sometimes it could be someone you'd least expect. And then they have a guy walking into a court that is dressed like a like a like an extra from American Psycho. Yeah. Or like <laughs> yeah. a Miami Vice. Someone yeah, yeah. It, yeah. sometimes it's someone you won't expect. Hey officer, I'm just being white. <laughs> <laughs> Let me reach for my knife. <laughs> yeah, they're like steps the- with this metal detector, and then he does, and it beeps, and then he just starts stabbing cops. Yes, for no reason. <laughs> a lacrosse stick can be a knife. <laughs> what, what was his goal? Like to get past them and I then know. into the building? <laughs> he just gutted the fucking security guard who takes your change out of your pocket. <laughs> it um, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it'd be funny if it just cut to Matthew Lesko, the guy with the question yeah. marks all over his suit. 
<laughs> to be a person you least suspect. But, uh, <laughs> I'm here to tell you about some grants from the government. Some knife grants. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another like scene right in the beginning where um, it's not even too. It's not, not even a cop. It's just to prepare you for. Knife scenarios, I guess. Yeah, which are all the time. There's like a Jamaica a guy doing a bad Jamaican accent, and then he's talking to a drug dealer who is clearly like a Middle Eastern dude, but like wearing the Scarface like long pointy <laughs> fucking oh, yeah. collar thing. It's sort of like they they had like an Italian guy or something, a Jamaican guy, and they just like were like meet in the middle and both do Dominican. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just a mashup of five ethnicities, and there <laughs> yeah. no one knows who, what their motivation is, and he's like. Yeah, I've got, I'm not gonna do the Apu voice, but he's like in Apu voice. He's like, I've got the drugs. And the guy's like, No, you don't, man. And he stabs him. Welcome to Jam Rock, Knife Jam Rock. <laughs> Edge first selector. <laughs> then, after all that. Uh, so every once in a while, when they introduce a character, they'll do like their name below them. Like it's a rich world. Title. <laughs> most of them are just like a cop with a lesbian haircut. And you're like, why the fuck am I gonna look up Jan Lewis? Like, <laughs> who the fuck gives a shit who Jan Lewis is? Well, I happen to look up this one guy, Leo Gage Jr. There's this oh, Filipino he's the guy. Knife guy. Right. There's this Filipino guy. They keep showing, and he's like doing the instructions on how to like do you know. How to do proper knife attacks? He always turns into like this weird little jig. With it looks his arms. like he's yeah. like Michael Jackson arm punching. Okay. Like arm. <laughs> yeah, they keep yeah. the way they keep framing it is like they'll do a couple of cut scenes of like some scenario where somebody gets stabbed on the street or whatever, and then they're like, "But what if the guy's really good at knife? <laughs> <laughs> if he's holding it like this, it means he knows what he's doing. So yeah. You should be extra pointing your gun at his head. Yeah, and it's his- really pointed." <laughs> 90% of this guy's professional knife-wielding skill seems to be that he puts his finger on the knife, and yeah. then he just moves his hand around. Yeah, That's going to help ways. a lot, though. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like much, but it makes all the difference. <laughs> when you get to the jugular, yeah. that's where it counts. I'm no edged weapons expert, but that seems a little dangerous. Don't but- appropriate knife culture. <laughs> <laughs> so... I looked this up. Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page for something called Pekiti Tirsia Kali, which is a sp- uh, style specific to Filipino martial arts. Pekiti Tirsia Kali, or Tirsia Kali, nope, Tirsia, was founded in 1897 and is the system of the Tortle family. The sole heir and guardian of this system is Leo Gage Jr. Yes, oh, he's boy. the only one. He's <laughs> the sole heir to a Filipino <laughs> knife-focused martial art. <laughs> he's the be most only dangerous one. man alive. <laughs> Thank goodness he's on our side. Pakiti Tirsia is a strictly combat-oriented system as opposed to a sport-focused style. They do not compete in the Olympics. No. They <laughs> only Too kill. dangerous for the Olympics. You heard it here first, folks. It is a fighting system that focuses on edged impact and improvised weapons. PTK, that's a shorthand for it, has been adopted as the preferred combat training program by elite military and law enforcement units around the world. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. <laughs> it was in that one movie. His credits are survival edge weapons in every Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> He's yeah. in the background of Portlandia for an episode. <laughs> He's also one of the judges on Forged in Fire. <laughs> so this is just a guy who, 
it's up to the imagination what the story is. Did right. they go find him in their pursuit of an edged weapons expert? expert? Yeah, did he, he probably killed so many them? of them on the way there. <laughs> or did he? Happened. Did he pitch this? Are you prepared? Is he the one who got this movie made? Because he went to them and was like, "Observe oh. the dangers of the edged weapon." Well, I mean, that's an interesting question because if you look at like um, the history of like police militarization, it's sort of shit like that. There is an overlap where. Like American police forces were informed by uh, specific, like particularly militarized factions of the Philippines, like mm-hmm. military Ooh. and police. Okay. So at some point, he's this guy was in a room with an American cop, and they were like doing lines of cocaine. They were like, "I got an idea for a movie," you know. <laughs> Something you are we- not afraid enough of edge weapons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I do uh, more cocaine off your knife? Oh, you may think it's safe to be around this knife. <laughs> But let me assure you, I could kill you at 40 feet away. (laughs) Let me read you some more about PTK. PTK incorporates five main weapon categories, including the human body. Oh, the ultimate weapon. (laughs) (laughs) The most dangerous game. Uh, Solo baston, single stick sword or spear. Double baston. (laughs) (laughs) Mighty baston. Shipping up to Boston. <laughs> That's du- double spick starter spear. That's how I lost my leg. <laughs> oh, there's spear, sword, and dagger, knife to knife, and hand to hand, and grappling. That's a lot of. That's a lot of weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's. There, there, I don't know. There's like three of these guys. There's a little bit more, but it's. It basically just trails off into his weird family. He's the world's deadliest man. <laughs> He's unsafe at any distance. Uh, the the back half of this movie, and that's where you get into... Oh, wait, we haven't talked about at all the... Um, so there is interviews, and then there's the recreations, and then there are black and white pictures. Right. <laughs> and those are... Those are recreations by God. <laughs> well, they that seem... That are real. They seem to be... Uh, purported to be just images from actual crime scenes. Right. Where it's like, this guy was on a roof throwing glass at cops, and then they got him. Yeah. And like and like then, Donkey Kong, but with edges. But oh, and they sh- do the same with the with the wounds, too, where there'll be like a hole in somebody's chest, and they're right. like, this guy But the guy black and white didn't. pictures are very confusing, because towards the end, there's one where one is in a superhero costume. And yeah. it's clearly from like a Flash Gordon <laughs> That's a movie. That's great point, actually. <laughs> it's he's like, stopping two knives at once. He's so good at it. Yeah, but they're like, both like Uhara like type dressed ladies like Amazon ladies that's clearly from a sci-fi show and then some of them are clearly from the Vietnam War (laughs) so it's like what are these supposed to be (laughs) this perp thought he was getting out of the Congo (laughs) only to find he was already dead he was getting in to a knife fight (laughs) (laughs) Um, one very interesting fact that I did not know before watching this movie is and uh, one of the 5,000 reenactments of a cop asking for your license only to be stabbed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> they have a line that's like, you think you'll have time for your on-duty knife, but you're wrong. And that's where you stop and you go, cops have duty knives? <laughs> Why do they have those? What are they for? They're just for Boy Scout shenanigans? Yeah, I guess if you need to like cut a cable or something. What if you need to carve soap? You need to cut a birthday cake. <laughs> He's cut a birthday cake. What if you need to open a Tactically. box of drugs? It's going to be really hard to cut a birthday oh, yeah. cake with how are you a small gonna, knife. How when are you, you going to When scene? you find the big paper bag of, of cocaine, <laughs> how are you going to cut it open, touch your pinky into it, taste it, and say, 
He's Book going em. to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say Book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have your duty knife. Dude, I've always thought it'd be so funny, though, if in a, one of those scenes uh, they taste it and it's heroin and he just like nods <laughs> off. That's what happens. That's why Narcan exists. Because <laughs> that happens all the it time. It happens to dogs, I know. Yeah. Aww. God forbid police dogs get knives. No, oh, the dogs wait, wait. are chilling. There's a great that. scene with a dog. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The most important scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it is, kind of. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, well, you want to do it? Okay, okay. So uh, we've already seen around 100 reenactments <laughs> with a broadsword and every kind of knife imaginable, and we're finally getting a grip on how to approach these perps. And uh, <laughs> the, the narrator comes on, and he's iterating, like, you might find yourself around an edged weapon in a moment you least expect and it's two cops and they're there and they're like we're here we heard a report and they're like she's upstairs she's upstairs they're in an apartment building they're in an apartment building and so they go up the stairs and they open it and they're like police police and there's this crouched over figure in front of a shrine to satan (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you start you start seeing little pieces you see like maybe an upside down cross you're like no yeah there's like a baphomet head (laughs) and then you're like oh wait poster is it it's a disturbed individual and ed and she's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and, and then she turns around like before they've had any kind of conversation with her. Just right away, turns around, pulls like a twisted dagger, like a two foot long, yeah. like the ceremonial knife, the Jafar kind from Atlantis, like, yes. like Jafar, yes. Yeah. And then like the a, curvy the, kind that in a video game would have magic powers. That's right. yeah, yeah. She thought it had a lightning bolt ability, and she charges at them like, la, 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 and they just light her the fuck up. <laughs> Already have their guns out. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah. The moment they see the, the Baphomet, they're like, "This is fucked." <laughs> <laughs> I see an Iron Maiden poster. Draw your weapon. <laughs> Clearly disturbed. They She's- did warn earlier in the film that some people will run at you with a startling martial arts style yell. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those martial arts yells will distract you long enough for you to be snickety snicked into pieces. Uh, but luckily, they blow this woman to hell immediately, <laughs> just where she wanted to go. Yeah. Around her beloved Satan. <laughs> and so they approach her because they're like, she's dead. And they see a dog and the dog barks at them. And then it cuts and you know they murdered No, no, it dog. freeze frames on the dog. And this is why I was saying this is the, the most dog's important like, scene of the movie. But you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the narrator, it's freeze frames on the dog with its mouth open. And the narrator says, how many edged weapons do you see here? <laughs> <laughs> and this is when you realize that like edged weapon literally means anything. It's the teeth <laughs> in your goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if teeth are edged weapons, then everybody has a weapon. Everyone so is everyone walking should around. be killed at 40 The minutes. lesson of this movie is like you see it and then leave the room and kill everyone you see. <laughs> well, they use cop logic eventually a little later in the movie to go like, look, there's a rule. If you can uh, come up with like three things, intent to kill you and a de- weapon delivery system and a weapon, you have the right to end this person's life. <laughs> Which with that all uh, calculated into the idea that anything with an edge is a weapon that just equals you you kill everyone around you. Should you should be doing exactly. it all the time. And yeah. You just try to remain a perfect circle at all given times <laughs> with no edges. Otherwise, you're next. <laughs> File down your teeth. <laughs> yeah. This is, ca- this is written by a crazy person who's just like, no, no, 
no wire hangers, no fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, spanking people with, <laughs> with knives. Yeah, <laughs> cleaning their apartment with a toothbrush. And shit. There can't be any edges on it. <laughs> I hate edges. Just blowing the corners <laughs> off of rooms. <laughs> uh, they when they finally get around to the the lessons part, which is the only part I guess you would hypothetically need to see if you were in cop school for this. They're trying to tell you how to be safe to approach someone with an edge weapon, which as we've established could be anything and everyone has one. Uh, <laughs> the only time you're safe is if you are with your gun pulled around the corner next to a car so they can't get to you or you have like a wall between you or something. But they're doing the distances and they show all these cops in uh, a mock scenarios approaching a guy with a knife and they're like, from one feet away, do you think you have a chance? No, he's blown through your fucking head before you get your hand down to your mouth to scream. <laughs> from five feet away, you think you've got time, but before you get your hand on the holster and the guy just like fucking dies again. And then they keep backing up. By the point uh, they find out you're safe, it's like... 21 It's feet. half a block away. It's, <laughs> you're out of the room and you just pull a gun on somebody and you're like, get on the fucking ground. <laughs> And that was like the green check mark comes out and it's like safe. <laughs> That's the way to do it. It's the only way you won't be murdered on the street by a, a public who's in anarchy. Yeah, so you identify the person that the person has the intent to kill you from 40 feet away and then kill them first. Right. Also, this is uh, the part as we that keep saying you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> you're never safe. You're never safe. <laughs> this is the part that reminded me the most of like uh, Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. there was like a distance line of like make sure you're exactly 21 feet away from this person, then sneak up on them. <laughs> <laughs> now you're approaching Mr. Ryden, and you ask for his ID. <laughs> then you notice his feet are not. <laughs> With one breakdancing move, your head is gone. This is also the part of the film where they just start moving into like tons and tons of PowerPoint slides with acrostics yeah. that explain, uh, explain things. So like at some point during one of these reenactments, a cop is fucking killed to death and then they just zoom out and they're like, this could have been prevented with the use of SMENS. S-M-E-N. Yeah, I, I took a pictures of these. So I can remember what they are. Yes. SMENS is shoot, move, evaluate, neutralize, scan. In you're that thinking, order. Most of those are the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because they start with shoot, which yeah. seems yeah. wrong. It seems like it should be backwards. It seems like you should scan you and then neutralize. You men move, evaluate, neutralize. No, but you got to shoot first and then do the moving and evaluating. Also, that would be uh, gay. <laughs> they're, 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 they do have a pat-down sequence in this that is very homoerotic. Yeah. It's extensive. There's like, yeah, penis is a knife in a way. You'll have to suck the knife out. It's the only way you'll know. Well, I'll do his pants. That's a weird scene because it goes on for much longer. It's way longer than half of the reenactments. Yeah. Some of the reenactments are just like footage of a man turning around and getting a knife through his face. And then the pat-down scene is like a sensual thigh pan. Yeah, they start playing like weird like late night commercial he, music. Yeah, yeah, and he literally slowly unbuckles the guy's belt from behind. <laughs> behind him and then like puts his hand on the front it's very strange he puts his hand on the front of his pants and he's like exactly as I suspected another edged weapon <laughs> it's just like all of this is just one long guide to like keeping those feelings at arm's distance by using a gun <laughs> if you see a gay feeling shoot first speaking of gun Jake what does Jake uh, gun stand for uh, gun is <clears throat> 
grab, undo, and neutralize. <laughs> yeah, the one that does not involve a gun was yeah. gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if somebody's coming at you with an edged weapon, don't forget to gun them down. <laughs> gun, and by that I mean judo throw. Do not use a gun for gun. There's also another one where they're just like, this police officer could have prevented this by busting out the CCRR, which is not Credence, clear, waddle, uh, Yeah, it's not Credence. Cover, communicate, reload, recover. Reload. Yeah. Reload. Yeah. And it's funny because these are all words except for that one. Yeah. <laughs> they're like smens. <laughs> gun. CCRR. <laughs> By that point, you just shouldn't have acronyms. You should just be like, just remember to stand yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Flip comes in. <laughs> you have these guys who like couldn't graduate high school. Like, yes, Flim, remember that, Flim. <laughs> Is that a P or a B at the end? I don't remember. <laughs> it's just that you have your gun drawn. The guy is holding a knife at you. You're like, what is Flim? What is it? I was too dumb for college and too fat for the army. <laughs> that's why what does Smens mean? <laughs> well, that's why they made the first one shoot, because that's all you really need to know. <laughs> this is also, like, real. So at some point, someone was gunned down by a police officer who was trying to remember his Smens. Yeah. And, like, the last thing they saw was him, like, Smens? 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 It definitely Shh, starts with shoot. Glam. Yeah. It's a, and when we say real, we mean that this is developed by a, an academy called Police One Academy, which is a private institution that makes training videos for police and then shows it to them. Guess what? Number one. Oh, yeah. Calibre. Top of the heap. <laughs> the, no, the number one police training academy in America. Ichiban, baby. Top of the heap. Yeah. I really want to know how many departments like saw this. Because I noticed in the in the credits, it's all seemingly shot and produced in like the Midwest. It's all Milwaukee. over. Seems like Milwaukee and like some parts of Illinois. Saw. <clears throat> like I wonder if this made it out here. I would not be surprised. Maybe we yeah. can introduce it to the <laughs> NYPD through our podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you Since are a cop listening to our listening show, to yeah, officers, of our if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> please use Smens. It's the only safe way. In, in reverse order, please. Snems. <laughs> yeah, somebody getting the somebody at the NYPD like precinct was just like, yeah, we can't show them this. <laughs> They're already out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Things could. They do not need any more reasons to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> this is just for like the the fucking like steak and cheese cops in Wisconsin yeah. Yeah. who are just oh, like boy. not defending themselves and being gutted in the streets <laughs> like fish. Yeah. <laughs> This is just to scare the shit out of some small town like Don Knotts howdy duty cop into yeah. think into thinking that like uh, uh every fucking corner in town is potentially a death threat mm-hmm. and it's just like a it's just some, this weird small wiry Filipino guy that blew into town who's <laughs> like now then that'll cost you six hundred thousand dollars here's my tape you know <laughs> yeah, you, you they- now know the way of knife martial arts. <laughs> 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 That's totally what it is. It's this true. is not. They've made a million dollar industry out of this. This is what I'm yeah. thinking. The guy left the Philippines and then he thought, well, I can sell this to cops because cops are dumb and they will pay me money to learn like chainsaw judo. <laughs> yeah, this is part one of his day long process with the police department. He shows this to them and then he teaches them all the maneuvers and whatever. And this is his way of just like grifting money out of like small town police departments, like the one where I grew up where they. 
they brag about how they've never in the entire history of the department ever had to take a gun out. You know, it's like those types of places yeah. are good. That's a good way. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is Very it's like it's for, these, edge weapons. it's for these men who join the police force wanting action yeah. and thinking that's what they're going to get. But mm. then they get placed in some small town and they're just like, oh, well, it's a whole lot of uh, house parties. Yeah. House parties <laughs> full of, of bottles. Lots of dice playing. <laughs> There was a, there was one reenactment that was just cops and guys with guns blowing each other away, and then a knife is brought out after everyone is dead to be like, and there's a knife too. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I liked the one where towards the end there was like five cops just dead on a roof, and then a man who maybe had a baby arm. <laughs> we can't decide. That might have been perspective. Uh, yeah, it seemed to be perspective, but a, the one perpetrator, I guess, or the guy who was just also on the floor is slowly reaching for a gun and a dying cop is like don't do it don't man you do it. don't yeah. reach for the gun and he's pointing his gun on the floor at his face yeah <laughs> that baby arm has seen enough action today. <laughs> <laughs> i'll blow it off your body and then he does he kills yeah him. he does <laughs> for reaching justice is served yeah there's parts of this where it's clear they're just trying to make a movie yeah all <laughs> oh, right this has to be instructional but my reservoir dogs inspired like freshman year <laughs> script is you know I'll yeah. just squeeze it in here oh one we're more in funny, nakatomi plaza one more funny fact i want to get in before we wrap up uh, is they're going over household items that could be a knife and they're like what if you get stabbed with a grapefruit knife that's like two knives <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 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 and if you're like me, you've never seen a grapefruit knife before. Picture two knives. <laughs> Not sure why it's two knives. <laughs> it really stabs the shit out of a grapefruit. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> yeah. I was very confused by what that was supposed to be. Yeah. Some kind of forked V-shaped knife. Um, yeah. And then they go into a scene where they go back to the shitty Dateline guys. Right. And start playing very strange 80s music that Jake thought maybe coming from another apartment. Right. <laughs> it sounded like the music that they might record yeah. next door. The, yeah. These apartments just play cops telling a lesson kind of music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it almost sounds like the end of Drive or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It sounded slightly less cool to drive and slightly... Oh, it sounded like Mario Kart music. It sounded like <laughs> yeah. Rainbow yeah. Road was about to happen. <laughs> yeah, and then... <laughs> and then the cops the go... The cops driving around listening to the knife. <laughs> yeah, it's a me, a Mario. I have a knife. <laughs> One night to get mm-hmm. fucking stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my smens. Gun C C C C R R. The guy who was stabbed with the butcher knife uh, just starts weeping on camera, and then it freeze frames. End of movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's the end of the film. Well, at first, the psychopath guy starts saying, yeah. "If you fucking Personal try lesson. me once with <laughs> any weapon, I will fucking kill you. You'll never be safe. <laughs> you can't kill me, and I will." I will you. End your shit. The you fight is on. Cut my head off. <laughs> he, keeps off. Like, he keeps looking at the editor, being like, "Leave this in." Yeah, I want them to know. Nothing else will kill me. <laughs> Let it be known. I am a snake. <laughs> this shit grows back. 
You see my fucking nose? You see a scar? It grew back. Wow. This is hardly an exaggeration. No, he literally said, you'll have to cut my head That's off. right. To, like, no one. Yeah, just he, the, the guy filming the movie. It's it was just like, second to the last scene of the movie. Yeah, he goes on, like, a Rick and Morty-ass rant. Yeah, and then the other guy with the weird hairline who looks like I don't know. He looks like every cop you've ever seen, but a skinny long one. A lot of these guys yeah. have a the long 80s like brown mustache. Yeah. Like yeah. It, like it looks like you have a dirty Sanchez on your face. <laughs> yeah, but your Yeah, but your hair looks like a mop. Yeah, you have like three receding hairlines somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three uh, different every, ones. Wild. Everything about this guy is like you see him and you're like, I feel bad for you for how this turned out. And he's like, I need to talk about how I was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to run and they Wait. stabbed me. And That's he's just like crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who was stabbed like 30 times and shit. Yeah, he's the one who's got the fucked up mustache because he got stabbed in the face, but then also got stabbed in the back a bunch. I used to have a glorious head of hair. Then they stabbed it off with their edged knives. I got, I got scalped. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, but he's real sad. He's real sad. And it would he be... shouldn't have been a cop. I feel so bad for him. He's been through so much. I it would be sad if he wasn't a cop. <laughs> I felt bad for him only because, like, this director clearly just, like, eyes were dollar signs the moment he got this shot. Gage is going to love this. It's just, as the whole film is going, like, they cut back to him a few times, and he gets, like, some semblance of, like, yeah, you know, like, I almost had him, but then I was trying to get away, and then I guess I him, whatever. Like, he sounds like he's got control of the situation. And then he's crying the wettest tears I've ever seen. They're so big and wide. It's just, like, and they're, like, cartoon tears. And the camera just, like, zooms in on his crying face, and then the credits <laughs> yeah, freeze frame. Now Credit. get out there. <laughs> That's class today, everybody. All Go right. beat your wife. <laughs> Take all of the fear that we've instilled in you and release it on her poor tiny yeah. head. Remember, nails are edge weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, these whores are walking around with ten edged weapon <laughs> on their fingers. I thought the best acting in the movie was the prostitute scene when, <laughs> when he's like roughing up this prostitute against the wall and she has a knife and he's like, knock that out. And she's like, you're just so uncool. <laughs> she's like, hey, you hurt me. Yeah, she says, you're hurting you're, me. It seemed realistic. Yeah. She has a future. Yeah. I yeah. wonder how it in went because that was uh, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in this film has been stabbed to How death, will so I look this up? I'm, I don't I'm know. They're idiot. all cops. So this has been our first watching of a complete propaganda film. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the first of many. <laughs> um, and I have to say, incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Would oh. recommend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll would put you guys recommend it? I'll put oh, the yeah. link in the in the uh, description. Yeah. No, oh, that fucking ruled. That's like really primo, like trade tapey era weird yeah. shit from the past. The kind of shit that you would have gotten, like, on a traded VHS that just, like, happened into your possession. You don't know where the fuck it came from, right. but you just yeah. have it somehow. Before YouTube, you could only find this video in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surrounded like, by penthouses. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has to have made its way around to us because someone at some point who was in the process of actually working with it realized how funny it was and, like, leaked it. Yeah. Or they found it at, Jeremy like, a thrift a store or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's Jeremy's how, like, cop. like Winnebago <laughs> Man cop. type shit Yeah, exactly. Happens. Well, I know that this had a life for a while at, in the tape trade. Like, I know that this yeah. was, like, a pre-internet, like, pretty 
popular tape that got around. Yeah, that fucking ruled. I th- I'm thinking uh, house party. Just throw it on a projector in the wall. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Music and kill. shit. <laughs> the it's cops come in. You're just weapons. watching the training video. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen this. Oh no, Smens. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I re- I recommend it in two ways. One is that it's fucking hysterical, <clears throat> in a way that most t- these types of films aren't. Where yeah. usually there will be a s- one or two moments that are just absurd, but this movie is constantly delivering. On yeah, it <laughs> delivers <laughs> it really delivers. absurd premises with more absurd conclusions, and. Um, it's just incredibly entertaining, and I and I wonder if I would have enjoyed it as much if I wasn't watching it with all of you guys. Right. But I'm pretty sure it was just very funny. But the, the second, but it's definitely yeah. a good group watch. It's yeah. a great group. Watch. Grab yeah. some friends. You'd yell at it and stuff. Yeah. You're not gonna lose track of the plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically jackass for cops. <laughs> 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 little totally little is. vignettes. Very little. I'm Johnny character. Knoxville, and this is knife lipstick. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is being five feet away from anyone. <laughs> I, I'm Bam Margera, and this is getting my dick chopped off. <laughs> um, there was a chopped off dick at one point, two, right? There was two, at least, yeah. Yeah, at least two. Oh, yeah. Just there's, a regular old dick. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. also fucking full frontal for no reason. Yeah. Well, there were just tons of real, like, photos of morgue shit from, yeah. like, stabbings. And then one of them was, like, on the guy's thigh. But they went ahead and included the entire picture, which included yeah. his uncircumcised His dick. wildly right. uncircumcised dick. <laughs> what do you mean, wildly? <laughs> this guy was the least circumcised dick I've ever seen. That's what normal yeah. dicks look like, yeah. as far as I can tell. The moil mist. Out of the many I've seen. <laughs> because the moil is the moil an edged mist. weapon. <laughs> yeah, the moil approached with an edged weapon. <laughs> miss me with your moil tool. <laughs> with your bris. Yeah, right. Miss, miss me with that bris. Another example yeah, of with teeth that being shit. edged weapons. <laughs> Um, Yeah, but it was, uh, I think it also works as a really interesting window into propaganda and what these people are being shown. Just to make them feel that everyone is out to get them. They are at at war with the citizen of their hometown. (laughs) Yeah, the next time a cop shoots a child and you're like, how were they threatened by a child? Yeah. Just throw this on for a couple minutes. Think about it. Oh, yeah, no, he probably had like nine possible (laughs) edged weapons. (laughs) There were many acronyms about killing this child flashing through his head. The ends of his shoelaces, they could have been edged weapons. (laughs) He only had nine because that was Nine Finger Freddy. (laughs) Oh, th- oh, also, uh, just a quick throw-in at the end there. There is a whole part about emotionally disturbed person, people, which is a cop term for, I guess, just anyone uh, yeah. who is having a breakdown, and yeah. there's this guy alone in a psych hospital who's cutting his own fingers off and throwing them at them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, fucking eventually baller they're just move. like, sometimes you can use a billy club to beat up the mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> Knives can't be trusted, man. You just you gotta yeah. eat gogurt and shit, man. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> yeah, Gogurt is the only safe product. They're too dangerous. Yeah, the movie kind of is really um, sneaky in that it doesn't ever show you a reason why the cops are interacting with any of these people. That's true. Yeah. Like, there's there's a few speeding tickets, and then there is absolute <laughs> insane people who are cutting their fingers off, but most of them are just minding their own business and yeah. are being approached by police. <laughs> And they're just and, and they're the cops, also ninjas. And the cops towards the end of the movie are just pulling their guns on completely unsuspecting civilians <laughs> before they bring out their knives and to defend themselves. 
Yeah. It's a slaughterhouse out there. They literally ran out of premises for why a cop would ever need to talk to anyone. Yeah. They <laughs> They're like, to, like, well, what do we do in this town? We fucking pull people over for speeding and... Some people are insane. <laughs> Standing in field guy. Oh, and I don't sex like it. <laughs> yeah. What did that? What are you doing in that field? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? Not on. What does he say? Like not on a street corner. Oh yeah. Why are you standing out on the street corner? Hey, it's a street corner, not a field corner, buddy. <laughs> I don't Let me like see those that. knife hands. You know what it is? <laughs> this comes back to the first movie we watched together, Falling Down. Yes, it <laughs> where, is like that. <laughs> where they confront Michael Douglas because he's on their sacred hill. <laughs> One. Why you hanging out by this sewer outlet <laughs> that we think is real important? <laughs> but they're right, cops in this situation. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. All, right. All right. So I guess we recommend it yeah, for recommend many it. reasons. Yeah, rules. Seven Dragon Balls. Seven Dragon Perfect. Balls. Perfect no, that's you, you're, that isn't even a podcast Whatever. you're representing here. It's just a <laughs> metric I use now. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of five. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our podcasts. Mine and Jeremy's is Generation Loss, and you can find it wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, this is Pod Damn America, the uh, anti-sharp corners podcast from here on out. <laughs> Round I learned boys. a lot from the film. <laughs> we also have, all of us have another podcast, Why You Mad, Ballin' Out Super, Beep Beep Lettuce. Listen to those two. Yeah. Oh, we make so much shit. You'll never run out of podcasts. <laughs> all you can do, you listen to podcasts, sun up to sundown. You love it. Podcast, we love it, folks. Podcast, you love podcast. listening. Listen you love us. it. It's <laughs> all you do. Podcasts are a weapon. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> An edged weapon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. We gotta get Sean to come do the history of knives. <laughs> <laughs> the history of having edge. <laughs> Alright, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Edging is a weapon. Knife. Bye. <laughs> Good knife. Good knife. Good knife.